WDWBQ <laughs> Oh, are you scared yet? It's the spookiest time of year. Uh, Halloween time, October. Time to do an episode about some scary stuff, I guess. So, that's the Haunted Mansion. That's the, you know... That's kind of the go-to. We've done a couple Halloween episodes focusing on the Haunted Mansion in the past. Time to do it again. What's left to do? Get more specific, I guess. And uh, I've got I've got a double header for you today. We're going to do the best, most unique sounds on the attraction. And we're going to follow that with uh, the best uh, renditions of... Grim grinning ghosts from the graveyard scene at the end of the ride. So who, what ghost or ghosts uh, sing that song the best? And we'll get into that in the second half of this fine, fine episode. First, we're talking about sounds. So we are not talking about speech. We are not talking about music. We are talking about sounds. What are some of these sounds that stick out to me? Basically, that are the most memorable and that, uh, you know, take up the most just space in my haunted mansion brain you know when i think about these sounds of the haunted mansion which ones are heaviest which ones are really there because there are some that are just memorable and significant so you got a lot of sounds in the haunted mansion and my number three i'm going to give you my top three as as is usual a big q protocol my number three is first one you're going to hear certainly been talked about a lot by many people, but um, it's maybe it's the obvious one. It's the howl, the classic haunted mansion howl um, that you hear when you're maybe you're in maybe you're in Frontierland and you hear it. Uh, where is it? Let, let, let's get it. Hold on. You know it. You love it. Um, it can be heard from miles around but also uh do you realize it's also uh accompanying the song and the party in the graveyard with the grim grinning ghost song he's also going to town there because i think the wolf is actually in that scene somewhere oh i should have researched that is the actual wolf in that graveyard i think he is whoops um but that i can't guarantee that so maybe that's some homework for us uh but the wolf the howl Great. It just, it screams Haunted Mansion. Um, the second one I want to mention is a great sound. Man, this, I call this the scariest moment in the ride. This is an early on scene in the stretching room. There's no moment scarier than this because, you know, you haven't been on the ride yet. Put yourself in the shoes of the first time rider, probably a little kid. Haven't been on the ride. You've seen a spooky mansion from the outside. But when you get in, when you get on the ride, on the Doom Buggies, you kind of realize, oh, this is whimsical. This is a bit silly. You know, there's upbeat music. There's silly-looking ghosts all, all over. But we haven't gotten there yet. All we saw was a spooky picture painting that faded into a skeleton with some creepy music, uh, creepy cast members staring me down. Now I'm walking into this stretching room, creepy voice, nothing really all that whimsical yet. I guess the pictures, maybe once they reveal themselves, have some whimsy, but death involved as well in those pictures. So anyway, what's this sound I'm getting to, this scariest moment? It's at the end when the, the, the lights go off. You look up. You see the hanging person. The lights all, all go out. You hear the scream, and then boom, 
you hit you, the, just the big thud, the crash, uh, as if, I mean, my interpretation, that person is falling down towards you. Uh, as soon as lights go off, you hear the scream, the sound is coming down towards you because the scream is far away. The thud, bam, is right next to you in those speakers that kind of surround you. Um, that's pretty scary, you know? Yeah. It's darkness, so only your brain is telling you what's going on. If you're in that spooky, kind of scared mindset, that could be a pretty scary moment. For that reason, it's a memorable sound. Uh, It's a memorable moment as well. But that thud is just very, very effective and very uh, a little bit surprising, startling, spooky, memorable, kind of cool. Moving on. Number one. This is my favorite sound. Um, I don't know. Maybe it goes under the radar. We're in the seance scene. Madame Leota is doing her thing. You know, serpents, ghoulies, tales of a rat. Bring in the spirits wherever they're at. And then you get these sounds, most of which are instruments. Some bugles playing or a tambourine shaking around, whatever. But there's one sound, and man, it's my favorite. I always try to get it when I... Oh, fantasy football update. I'll have to check that later. Um... I always look forward to this sound, and I hope that my timing works out so that I hear this sound while I'm going through, and it's a knocking. There's like a a knocking on a door, kind of, or maybe it's more like a woodblock kind of a thing. Um, But the thing about it is it's a a physical sound. It is not a, unless I'm wildly mistaken, it's not a recorded sound. Like, you have the bugles, okay, you know, they're playing a recording of the bugles, but this knock, they've got, you can tell by the way that it sounds and where it comes from. They've got some kind of drumstick or something knocking against some kind of wood block or piece of material to make that sound. Please, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I've always thought this. I'm, I'm basically pretty sure of it. Just because you can tell. Go on in. Get a listen. Um, and again, that, that just, I, I don't know why that's so great. They could have had a recording, but they didn't. They wanted this real practical acoustic sound in there. Because, I don't know, Madame Leota makes it work. She, she, she makes this stuff happen. That's my favorite sound. Maybe that, now that I talk about it, maybe that's kind of lame. I don't know, but it's great. I love it. Anyway, hey, getting to the main show. This is the good stuff. Um, we're going to talk, you know, those are sounds. Okay, fine. There's a lot of great sounds. The, the room stretching with the 3D audio is, is uh, another great sound. The ticking clock that goes around during that moment in, towards the beginning of the ride is great. The door knockers knocking on the doors that move all by themselves. That's great. I'll give that second place for scariest moment because that, as a kid, that was the moment that scared me. Those door knockers that knocked themselves and they're surrounding you and you got the creepy eyes and the wallpaper. That was the scariest moment for me. Didn't like it. I was scared. But we're moving on to the graveyard scene. This is part two of this episode. And this is the part that's exciting to me because I learned a lot about these ghosts in the graveyard. I did a a bit of research, and everyone's got a kind of a story. Uh, When I ride through this graveyard, maybe much like yourself, I kind of don't really isolate any of these ghosts or any of these characters. I just think, ah, here comes the big party. Oh, there's ghosts popping up out of the graveyard here. Oh, there's a guy and a girl ghost over there singing. Okay, Uh, what's this, a coffin, something over there, or whatever, this and that. And I just kind of treat it as a, a, a jumbled up, mash of characters just kind of thrown together and whatever oh here is this one big party atmosphere this one big thing but as i look into it man oh man it's just full of micro 
show scenes, you know, micro scenes, these characters, those characters, this group of gravestones, these two people doing this over there, these ghosts here, and these characters that deserve some attention, that are individual, unique characters. So I, I watched a lot of ride-throughs, I read some wiki stuff, and I learned a little bit about all of these characters, and I picked out the three that I thought were um were singing the best. So not like my favorite characters, not the best characters, but we're talking about sounds for the first part. Now we're talking about um vocal sounds, the best singers when they're singing the grim grinning ghost. Because as you go through, as you know, everyone's singing the same song. But as you pass by different audio animatronics, you hear their audio, which is a great thing to pay attention to. Uh, who's singing what? Adds some realism and adds a lot of variety and, you know, just makes it a lot more to take in. So anyway, man, I'm sorry about all these notifications. Uh, okay. Uh, here's the first one. Um, these two are referred to as the Duke and Duchess. And I, I've figured out the least about these these uh, two people, two ghosts. Uh, I think they're towards the beginning of the ride. I couldn't pinpoint exactly where they were based on the, the videos I was looking at. But um, they're toward the beginning. And, you know, it's a guy and a girl, Duke and Duchess singing. The Duchess is is the main show here just because of her inflection, but also specifically uh, at the end, maybe you know uh, th this, this, uh, this sound, but at the end, she's singing, and she sings out, Oh, yes, they do, uh, referring to the ghosts uh, socializing or coming out or something. I'm going to let you hear it. I just like the way she trails off at the end puts their own spin onto it and says, oh, yes, they do. And for some reason, it's something that stuck out in my mind, something that uh, is memorable. Let's listen to the Duke and the Duchess. As the moon climbs high o'er the dead oak tree, spooks arrive for the midnight spree. Creepy creeps with eerie eyes start to shriek and harmonize. Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. When you hear the knell of a requiem bell, weird glows gleam with a spirit's dwell. Restless bones etherealize, rises spooks of every size. Oh, yes, they do. Okay. Oh, yes, they do. She, uh, I don't know. Why do I like that? I don't know. Etsy number three, the Duchess. Um, here's number two. There are two. This is another duo. There are two characters at the end of the graveyard scene with the song um, on the right. The very end on the right, just before you go in and see the uh, hitchhiking ghosts, um, you see an executioner and a prisoner. Uh, this big, tough executioner guy and a, 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 a prisoner, or the executed, I guess, because he's holding his head. It's this headless guy holding a head, and the head is singing. Um, and just the, the, their vocals are great, and I'm just gonna, I'm just going to play them for you. Here they are. Happy haunts materialize and begin to vocalize. Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. Now don't close your eyes and don't try to hide. Or a silly spook may sit by your side. Shrouded in a death disguise. They pretend to terrorize. Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. Uh, both voices, very good. You got this timid, scared, 
shaky, quakey type of voice, and you got this big, tough, mean, gruff, powerful type of voice, each doing their own singing, going back and forth. And hold on, because in my research, boy, did I come across a, a nugget of information that I have yet to confirm. I'd have to really go to the ride and see for sure, because it's tough to, to see the details when you're watching a ride through. But what I read on a um, pretty reliable website is this tough, gruff, mean voice is not the executioner. That's the prisoner. And the quakey voice, oh, quakey voice, come out to socialize. That is the executioner. Kind of a role reversal thing there. I believe it. Uh, like I said, I haven't confirmed that. I don't know for sure. But that's what I read. Uh, that's funny, you know, because you wouldn't expect that. You hear these two voices and you just kind of assume big tough voice is the big tough uh, executioner holding the axe. Um, little squeaky voice is the, 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 the dead, headless, skinny guy who just got his head chopped off. It's the other way around. Great, awesome detail. Cool. Um, let's let's finish this baby up. Oh, boy. Um, just before you get to the executioner and the beheaded guy, on the left, so still towards the end of this scene, on the left, there's actually, now that I think of it, this is a duo, too, except only one of them is singing. But the scene itself, like I said, there's micro scenes here. There's a scene of... The Duke and Duchess singing. There's the scene of the headless guy and the guy who executed him. That tells a story. He just got killed, but they're singing together. And now there's a scene of two other characters. One is singing. One is uh, commenting. Um, but before I give it, give it away, I want to just play the audio uh, for you in this mini scene within the big scene of the Graveyard Song. So here's this. If you know who this is singing, uh, great on you. You, you get... You get 10 big Q points if, if you know who this is. Here it is. When the crypt was quick and the tombstones quick, spooks come out for a swing and wake. Happy hearts materialize and begin to vocalize. Grim gun and ghosts come out to socialize. Now don't close your eyes and don't try to hide. Or a silly spook may sit by your side. Shrouded in a daft disguise, they pretend to do you know who that is if not here's a clue listen to his voice he's giving you a clue his voice sounds a bit muffled sounds almost like his jaw is locked in place maybe uh what's going on there man what would it be this guy uh he's a mummy he's a mummy sitting on a coffin singing along and why do I love this mummy so much? You know, it's 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 the vocal talent of just I I don't know. Is he singing like a mummy? He just it's it's I like the way he seems to be getting increasingly upset as he's singing. Like he's almost complaining about his position. Maybe he's just not so happy about being a mummy. He's all wrapped up. He can't can't even sing. All the bandages are in his face. Uh, he might have some rigor mortis in there, which is why he can't really move his jaw. You can just tell when he's singing. His jaw's locked in place like a mummy's would be. I don't know. Am I making that up? Maybe. Uh, but it's it's pleasing to listen to. It adds a lot of depth and variety. This this mummy is not just singing in a flat type of way. He's he's offering a lot into his character just by the, the pizzazz he puts on the type of singing, the pizzazz that the, the, vocal, uh, um, the vocalist put into this. Um, now, 
Um, I mentioned it was a duo because this does tell a story, sort of. Uh, you got this mummy sitting there, and there's someone uh, sitting next to him uh, emitting some other memorable sounds. And why don't I just play you those sounds? Who's this mummy's buddy right there? Uh, here he is. Yeah, that's who it is. It's the hard-of-hearing old man who's got this big whatever horn thing that he puts up to his ear, and he, he's, he's trying to hear the mummy sing. Here he is again. What's that? Louder. Um, just a little story within this bigger story of the graveyard, which is within this bigger story of the haunted mansion. Um, it's got layers, like a parfait. What a great attraction. Um, I, I guess that's all that I had. What, what, what else? What else you want? Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, had to do something for Halloween, so we put this together. But, you know, the main thing to, to bring away with this is, number one, uh, dig into that graveyard scene. Because all these characters got their own thing going on, their own voice, their own way of singing the song, and a little bit of backstory, too. For example, I was looking into the executioner um, and the prisoner, and apparently this executioner kind of is a, a, an actual character in, in, in Disney canon one way or another. He's in, he's in um, the Haunted Mansion movie, the cinematic cl- classic starring Eddie Murphy, uh, he, but, but he's in there as a character. He was in, I think, a couple of video games. He was in um, Disney, apparently Disney Crossy Road, an app he was a playable character you play as the executioner when you're crossing the haunted mansion road in that game or something like that he was in some halloween special house of mouse special or something like that and uh i i I certainly knew nothing of this guy as a known entity but he's in there he's singing in that ride and he's out there in in disney lore here and there um and probably the same with a lot of other characters in the graveyard so there's a lot of personalities in there to learn about, to know about, and appreciate. And by the same token, you know, take any ma- uh, bigger show scene on any Disney World ride, and you can dig into it. Get those details. Find out about those characters. What's what? You know, probably do the same thing over Pirates. And may- maybe a lot of these, you know, hey, the pirate who's spitting water out of the well, um, not talking, not giving in to, you know, the torture there. What's his deal? Huh? I just you probably figure it out. He's got a backstory. Um, Carlos, I believe, is his name because the ladies uh, don't tell him Carlos. Don't be chicken, or whatever. So what's her story too? I don't know. Probably Carlos's wife, maybe. What are they hiding? What information? Location of the map or something? I don't know. A lot of story to unravel on any Disney World attraction. That's the reason why we love the place. Uh, all right, I'm gonna stop now. Have a good, have a good spooky time out there, you kids. Hi, ghost fans. This is your on-the-spot reporter, tiptoeing through the creaky doors of the Disneyland Haunted Mansion to bring you another in-spirit interview. Hovering at my side is Granny Ghoul, former Peoria socialite and silent movie vamp. Hi there, big boy. Granny, you look absolutely inhuman. Thank you. This is my latest creation, a see-through bell-bottom bedsheet with big holes where my eyes used to be. Stunning. But tell me, Granny, is it true that this mansion is haunted by 999 ghosts? That's right, you brave devil. But there's always room for one more, especially if he's as spirited as you seem to be. Well, thanks, Granny, but I'm a human. Well, no one's perfect. 